pull up a seat, snuggle with your dog, cuddle with your kitty, put on your headphones as you nuzzle with your horse. You found Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. This show is for those interested in empowerment, empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Now, here's the host of the Dr. Andy's World Radio Show, animal facilitator, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome everybody to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm so grateful you are joining me here today. So excited you're listening back in. Um, and if you, you might be wondering just a little bit of how I ended up here on the radio with you today. Um, I have been in practice with the title of animal chiropractor for the last 15 years. So I play with dogs mostly every day. And I just see people blindly following their veterinarians and blindly following them and doing what they tell them and not questioning and not looking into things for themselves. And I was attempting at each appointment to give as much information as I possibly could to give another choice um, for their animals. And it was getting quite exhausting and I was getting quite fed up. But I didn't want to give up with empowering you to know what you know about your animals, which is what we're all about here on Dr. Andy's world radio show. Um, and so here on the radio where I can spread the information, um, let you know there's other choices, let you know there's other information out there that you may not get from your veterinarian so you can choose what's um, best for you and your animals. Um, so I am Dr. Andy. You are at Dr. Andy's world radio show. And today we are going to talk about how do you know if your pet is in pain? Flat out, the number one question I ever get. Actually, the question is, how do I know if my animal needs a chiropractor, which translates into, how do I know if my pet's in pain? Because when do you generally go to the chiropractor? When something hurts, correct? Yes, there's other times that you may go, but generally, chiropractor equals pain in this reality. So how do you know if your pet's in pain? So today we're going to go through, is your pet in pain? How do you know? What do you look for? Where do you take your pet? What else is possible beyond pain meds and diagnostics and this reality? Um, and how do you choose? How do you manage all that overwhelm? Um, how do you navigate what can be a very rough and confusing road of managing your pet's pain as it's done in this reality? And what is available beyond it? So we're going to do that. So exciting. Um, because a lot of this information, when people do ask me that question, have no idea that animals, dogs in particular, cats, horses, require body work, um, be it chiropractic, be it energetic, be it acupuncture, whatever. Their bodies require body work and what that can change. So we're going to go through all of that. And if you'd like to join me on the show today, we have two ways, and we make it easy, way easy. Um, you can join us in the chat room by going to inspiredchoicesnetwork.com on the homepage. Along the top, click on chat room. Follow the directions, and there you are. You're in the chat room. You get a behind-the-scenes look at what my producer, Keisha, and I are up to and what the other participants are up to and what other comments and questions are going on. Um, and you don't have to talk on the air. Um, you can be anonymous in the chat room. How cool is that? And now for the rest of you that don't mind speaking up and being heard, um, you can call in, and in the U.S., that number is 815-880-8255, and in Canada, it's 613-800-8736, or you can use Skype at Inspired Choices Network. 
And you can always get a hold of me at a later time at accessdrandy.com. Emails there. Um, Facebook, Dr. Andy Harper is my um, page. Um, you can head over there, send a message. You can actually um, sign up for my free membership there. Tons of ways of finding me. I hope we make that easy for you too. All right, let's jump on here. in. Is your pet in pain? How do you know? And what do you look for? Okay. So my smart-ass answer is what do you go to the chiropractor for is generally what you take your animal to the chiropractor for. And what that looks like, and we're going to talk mainly about dogs, um, horses um, have some of the similar um, aspects like lameness. They're not using a leg. <laughs> yeah, you might put um, chiropractor on your list of places to go visit. Um, generally, like activities will change. For dogs, the biggest one people talk about is they no longer want to jump up on the couch, on the bed, or in the car. That is probably the number one indication that um, they need some body work. They are in pain. When their activities change, they're not able to do what they have always been able to do. Now, what does that look like in your household? Is there stairs that they start to refuse to do? Is it a doggy door they refuse to go in or out of? Is it um, a hesitation before they go down or up the stairs? So what activities change? And once you have a change, you have pain. Now, what people look at and then second-guess themselves with is they still want to go for walks. They still want to go for those car rides. They still get excited and pick up their ball. They still want to, you know, play tug of war. Okay, dogs are very, very cute, not always bright. And that can also go for us, too, when we're in pain. I mean, how many of us, you know, our knees hurt, but we still go out and hike five too many miles on a Sunday afternoon because it's pretty outside. I mean, so it's common for us and for them to overdo it. And... So if they still hesitate on those stairs, but they are still happy to go for a walk, that means that pain is showing up at different times, but there's still pain. And if they are limping, but that limp goes away on a walk, that's because generally the muscles warm up and it feels better while you're moving. I mean, we've all experienced that. Um, I remember back in the day when I actually used to work out. <laughs> Um, I'd be so sore from the day before, but I'd get back in the gym, and once I started moving, it, it changed, right? I wasn't in pain anymore. That's a muscle pain. Animals experience it very similar. Um, it's a little easier if your animal does an activity, um, be it agility, be it confirmation, be it nose work, because those activities, if those change, those are a, a much more obvious indicator that you have something that's going on with your animal, most likely some pain somewhere. Just in a general household, that tends to take a little longer for owners to pick up on. But if something changes in their activities, they are in pain. Now, they be very different with pain. And they're, you can't give them a scale like we can ask people, like at 1 to 10, how's your level? You know, can you point to where it hurts? What kind of pain do you have? Is it a numbness tingling? Is it a sharp stabbing? Is it a dull achy? I mean, that information um, maybe 
an animal communicator could pick up with them. I've actually, I don't know if I'd say never, but it's been very far and few between that animals put those words to their pain. And generally, they don't even call it pain. Generally, they're like, yeah, this is bothering me. I don't feel good. I need this. And they'll ask for chiropractic acupuncture massage. They will ask for those things. They get the energetics of those things um, if you're using an animal communicator. So activities will change. Um, attitude or behavior can change. Like they could continue jumping in the car. They could continue doing walks. They could continue doing stairs. Um, but they're just kind of lying around. How many of us have, oh, they must be getting old at eight or nine? Because they're just lying around a lot more. They're not following you as much from room to room to room. They seem more, quote, unquote, depressed. That can be paid, even though you see no signs or symptoms with the body. Um, I had recently, he was a golden retriever chow mix, and, and mom was lots of fun. And she's like, yeah, he's always been an anxious guy. He's always been independent and an anxious guy. But the anxiety had just gotten so much for her to handle. And, and she wasn't very specific about that, but it was bad enough that she went to the vet and the vet put him on Prozac, which is um, antidepressant, and that really helped with his anxiety. And then that vet also said he needs an adjustment. He needs to go see Dr. Andy. So he shows up, and mom was like, okay, I don't know how well this is going to go. He's kind of that anxious guy. He's kind of that independent guy. He kind of, you know, because I have to touch him. We got to get pretty up close personal. And I don't know, halfway through, he is flat out on my table, head down, doing a nice energetic pant. He loved it. And how much of his anxiety was actually related to how tight his muscles were and how uncomfortable he was. Although mom said nothing had changed in his activities. He still went walks every morning. He was out front walking. Um, all that jazz. So... He's only been in once. I'm really excited to see what we can change for him and see how much more comfortable we can make his body. Um, and that, let's go back to activities and that walking real quick. If your dog is lagging behind you on a walk and he's never, she's never done that before, they're in pain. They should be next to you if they actually know how to heal. Otherwise, most dogs are obnoxious and should be out front, if not pulling like crazy dogs, right? They are lagging behind. You have pain. Can't tell you where, but you have pain. Um, okay, behavior, uh, golden chow with his anxiety. Um, I also, this was many, many years ago. I'll never forget. I don't remember the puppy's name and I don't remember the woman's name, but it was a hysterical story. Um, little, I mean, well, maybe it wasn't so little. 25 pound puppy thing, about a year old. So stinking cute. And he was hiding under mom's chair. And mom was in her late 70s-ish when I came into the room. And I get him out. And she's like, he's just kind of pathetic. He doesn't do anything. I don't, you know, we don't know what's wrong with him. We ran all the blood work. We, You know, blah, blah, blah. So that veterinarian sent him to me. We did what adjustment. And, uh, and she comes back for a follow-up. And I could have sworn she brought me a different dog. And there really wasn't, if I remember correctly, and it's been probably a decade since I've seen this um, dog, but I don't really remember anything being like, 
holy bejesus that hurt from him. Like he just, there wasn't anything that I really adjusted that he screamed about or anything he really didn't want me to touch. He just overall felt pretty crummy. Um, so we did, I did what I did and we adjusted and ran body processes and changed the energy and moved molecules around and did what I did. And he comes prancing in on the leash next time around. Mom's thrilled. He's jumping on the couch. He's feeling better. He's interacting with the other dogs. She was back for her third visit, and she's like, put him back the way he was. Because <laughs> now he is jumping at the fence, and he's barking at everything, and he's, oh, now he was acting like a one-year-old puppy with a, a lady in her late 70s, and his energy was too much. She was half kidding about putting him back, but he did turn into quite a handful. Um, so he wasn't limping. He wasn't whimpering and crying in pain. He wasn't even, he was eating, he was just being not a puppy. And how cool was that that mom noticed that and took him somewhere to like, okay, what's wrong with this little guy? Um, and how cool is it that we, we put them all back together or however you want to put that. Um, if your dog was generally happy to see other dogs and now they don't want to, now they're a little more aggressive, that can be an indication of pain because they a, feel they can't get away fast enough or B, they hurt and don't want that dog jumping on them, hitting them, bumping them, all of that. So if they have um, an aggression level change, maybe even with people, and maybe they don't want to be petted on the head anymore because something is going on in their neck and they're getting a little grumpy with people petting them or coming up on other dogs. So keep that all in mind. It's not necessarily, oh my gosh, I need a trainer. Oh my gosh, I need meds. Oh my gosh, they're 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 becoming aggressive, they could be painful. And that's how they're showing you. Um, and we, what would it take for all of us to be a, a lot more aware of how animals communicate with us, if not verbally, especially when it comes to pain? Well, I think a lot of people are completely unaware. They go in for their annual exam. The vet does their thing. Um, and they touch the dog with a little more intention and a little more force than regular petting and they find all this pain and and the owners are unaware. So what would it take for all of us to be more aware of what is going on with our animals' bodies? Because they are telling us. It's just not a hammer over the head. It's, you know, it's subtle. It's a feather touch a lot of times. And then eventually it becomes a sledgehammer upside the head um, if it's not handled or taken care of, or noticed, or be, are aware of. How cool is that? I have more on how do you know if your pet's in pain, but let's take our first break here. Um, you are listening to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with myself, Dr. Andy, on Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado, check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. 
Thank you for making Dr. Andy's World a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Dr. Andy on Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. If you have a burning question or would just like to join in the conversation, we do make it easy. All you need to do is call in. And in the U.S., that number is 815-880-8255. And in Canada, it's 613-800-8736. Or you can use Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Um, I would like to invite you over to Facebook. Um, if you haven't heard of Facebook before, um, go check it out. <laughs> I'm kidding on that. Um, and find my uh, my page, Dr. Andy Harper. And there's a little blue button that says sign up. And I invite you to join my free membership. Um, we are working to putting, putting together um, additional content, additional invitations to other events, um, other stuff that you will get on a weekly basis in that membership above and beyond the show. So come join us. It, it will cost you an email address. Other than that, it is free. Um, so how cool is that? Okay, we are talking about is your pet, how do you know if your pet's in pain? And in the first segment, we went over a couple things of how do you know, what do you look for? And we went through how if their activities change, um, if you have attitude or behavior changes, um, one of the more obvious ones that everyone's like, well, they're limping. <laughs> Something's wrong, right? <laughs> and everywhere that that is a wrongness, can we destroy and uncreate it? Times a gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, voice, shorts, and beyonds. And that is the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. You can get more information um, about that at theclearingstatement.com if you need it. Um, we do use the tools and processes of access on this show, as I do in my um, practice. Um, limping, offness. I like the word offness because they're just a little off. You know, you can't really tell exactly which leg or what's going on. They're just off. Um, it actually, 
I like that word because it kind of creates a little more space around, you know, what the hell's wrong with my dog? There's not a lot of space in that, and it's not a real good question to ask, so I don't recommend it. Um, <clears throat> so when dogs are young, they have a 60% of their weight up front, 40% in the rear. As they age, it moves to 80, sometimes 90% in the front, and 10, 20% in the rear. So we call that being front-loaded. Um, and those back legs are kind of just along for the ride. Um, they tend to become very, the dogs become very unaware of what is going on in the back end. That's why if there's pain in the rear, I joke that, yeah, you can lop off a back leg and they're ready to go play ball. Um, they don't, it's not a big deal. That is why when there is a knee injury and What's really, really common in this reality right now is what's called an ACL or a CCL tear. Um, they do very expensive surgeries, and it's it's a whole big deal. <laughs> Everywhere that we buy into the big deal, can we destroy and create all that times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyonds. But what is confusing for owners is they're having a hard time getting up. They're limping around the kitchen, but woohoo! on a walk, they look great. They want to go. Woohoo, they still want to go play ball. Even though they have a torn ligament in there, possibly, or meniscal or other things. Um, I probably actually could do a whole show on just um, how and what CCL or ACL tears are in this reality um, and how they're currently being treated and how can we outcreate all that. Um, but that's just a little tidbit on that. So that's why in the rear, they're still pretty active and still pretty getting around. And, and it's confusing to owners sometimes. Like, oh, they just limp a little bit, and then they're better. So they must be fine. If they're limping at all, if they're off at all, there is pain. Don't always know where, but there is pain. That might be the, that's what I should have named the show. There is pain. Um, <laughs> so but let's go back to what I said. The front end is loaded more than the rear. Even when they're happy, healthy, and, and young, they have 60% of weight up front. So the front, actually, because there's so much more weight and they use it so much more, when that hurts, you usually know it. That limp in the front generally does not change with activity. Generally, there is a lot more laying around. Sometimes there's a lot more whining. There's a lot more um, complaints with petting. It gets a lot more sore. They are much more aware of all of that in the front end. Um, and neck pain usually, sh I think I've said this before and I'll say it again, usually shows up between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. And the dog will be sleeping, got settled, moved in their sleep. The neck pain pinches however it does and then they're screaming in the middle of the night. So what do most dog owners do? They rush off to the ER, right? scared out of their minds. It's 1 a.m. Oh, my gosh. They get some pain meds, settle the dog down. Um, but that's generally neck pain. Why that is in those hours, I, that's my theory, actually, is that they're just laying around comfortable and they move just the wrong way. We've all had that happen in our sleep. Um, so just keep that in mind if that occurs. And if you Go to the ER, get your pain, you know, pain meds, get what they want to, you know, what they want to do. Contact your veterinarian in the morning and call the chiropractor. The sooner the better. 
no matter what your veterinarians tell you. Oh, we better wait. We got to let it heal. The long, that, that waiting and that letting that heal allows for less change with chiropractic care later. It just does. And if you're, and I will tell you, us animal chiropractors do not just grab an animal and start banging away on them indiscriminately like I think the veterinarians think we do. We evaluate and we are aware of what the possible things that could be going on. So all of that. And we uncreate story at all times, good, billion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, all nine, boy, shorts, and yes. It's a little bit of my soapbox on that. But when we do have limping in the front end, the vast majority of the time it actually is coming from the rear because the rear is sore. What they do is they move more weight forward and the front becomes sore. Does that make sense? If the rear is sore, they don't want to walk back there, so they move more weight forward because they're very comfortable doing that. And then the front will get sore. So I have had dog after dog after dog come in with limping in the front end, and no one's even bothered to check out the rear. Um, lumbars are out of adjustment. The pelvis is rotated. The muscles are, you know, you know, we have a psoas, a straight sprain in the rear, but it's showing up front. So if you're if you have a limp up front and you head to the vet and they don't look at the rear end, um, call the chiropractor. It's 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 the entire body. You can't just look at one elbow. It does not just stay in one elbow or one shoulder. It is the entire body and how it all interrelates. Um, I had a little cattle dog come in. They were all set to do elbow surgery, and she was about a year old. Um, which, if they have OCD of the elbows, um, osteochondritis desiccans, which those cartilage in the elbows kind of break apart and you got little pieces in there. It's kind of like walking on gravel in your shoes. Um, if the dog has that, it is extremely painful. And they do not want you touching their elbows at all. Extremely painful. And the surgery for that actually works really well and they're really young and that's what I said. Go do the surgery. It's so easy. They heal up and then they are just rocking and rolling the rest of their life. Um, it's one of the few times that I'm like, yeah, go get that cleaned up. They're young ready to go. And so she comes in, they wanted, the dads wanted to try chiropractic first. And and the orthopedic wanted to do surgery on her elbow and she comes in and I squeeze her elbows and she looks at me like, yeah, so? I'm like, it's not her elbows. <laughs> 30 seconds flat. And they're like, what? I go, it's not her elbows. Um, and then the quote unquote in this reality, the diagnosis is in the history. Um, and it is actually something that has worked for me, so I, my point of view is that's true. So I'm like, okay, so when did this happen? And it happened, it started right after she was playing with her sister dog really hard, and they saw her get T-boned. So I went to the middle of her back, and then she tried to bite me because that's where it hurt. A um, couple of visits fixed her right up. Um, so... Just be, I tell you these stories just to be aware that there are other choices, there's other options, especially if this, the doctor was almost trying to talk, you can even tell, and they could tell, and that was, they were following the energy. They were like, she's almost trying to talk herself into that this dog needs surgery because she couldn't figure out any other option. Um, and if you get that 
you perceive that, that energy of them not being so sure, what if you followed that and asked a few more questions and got them to a few more people, got some more hands on them? It doesn't even have to be chiropractic. Massage probably would have um, contributed. Acupuncture would have contributed. But surgery would have done probably nothing. Um, it could And every time you do surgery, that is traumatic. There is trauma to the body. The body will also have to fix up surgery. Right? It's also going to put, lay down scar tissue over surgery. Just be aware of that um, when you're choosing that for your animal. Um, excessive um, wanting a certain body part petted, like the rear end. Pretty much, oh yeah, they've always wanted their butt scratched or itched all the time. There's usually something that is bothering them or they're trying <laughs> to get you to fix something or move something or it, it is bothering them. Um, if or then if they're avoiding being petted or avoiding like one hip being brushed, if you have a long-haired animal, that also indicates that something is bothering them. Um, if their skin is twitching along the spine when you pet them, that that oh it looks like I'm tickling them. There's pain. It's not you know on our scale a ten, but there is something there that is bothering them, and it can be there since they were itty bitty. Um, it could be there from being born. It can be there from playing with their siblings at week four. Um, sometimes it's as minimal as if you have like a longer haired dog, a patch of hair that's sticking up funny that never did that before. That's an indication that not, something needs to be addressed there. And that is not a trip to the vet. That is some body work. Um, because most likely it's not on pain, but something is starting to change there that needs a, um, attention. Little dogs will cry out when you pick them up, even if you're picking up them nicely or make sure you grab their butt. Um, that rib cage, I do a lot of rib cage work, and none of that's going to show up to your veterinarian. And that's not, oh my gosh, I've got a terrible vet. It's not that. It's just, it's it's subtle. And what if you find the people that are used to the more subtle and the more obvious, what can we treat here with a pill? And everything that is times a godzillion. Will you destroy and create it all times a godzillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. So there are, there are some of the most obvious things and less obvious things that I tell people all the time. So you get a sense of how do you know your pet's in pain or what, what are you looking for? Um, so let's take our break, number two, and then we're going to come back and we're going to go over where do you take your pet. And we're going to briefly run through the meds that are real popular right now and some of the diagnostics. Um, you are listening to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with myself, Dr. Andy, on Inspired Choices Network, and we will be right back. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado, check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's World a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? 
Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello. Welcome back. You are listening to Dr. Andy's World with myself, Dr. Andy, on Inspired Choices Network. And I am here every Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I always have trouble with that one. <laughs> um, or you can catch me on any other day or time, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iHeart. Um, just search for Dr. Andy's World. Um, and catch me when it's convenient for you. Again, let me invite you over to Facebook, Dr. Andy Harper, my page. Sign up for the free membership. Get a lot of extra goodies, and we're hoping to jam pack it with even um, more to come. So get in early while you can, while it's still free. That might be a hint. Um, I'm also looking at doing some pop-up Zooms. I'm going to start talking about this because I've kind of been hiding a little bit. But I do an energy with my clients um, called Energetic Magic with Animals. And I'm wondering what that would look like if you joined me on Zoom with your animal and we all tapped in together. What could we change for you, your animals, and the planet? So stay posted. I'm going to start talking about it a little bit more and see what it would take to create that. So today, how do you know if your dog's in pain? The first segment we kind of went through, how do you know, what to look for, um, some other indications maybe you weren't aware of, um, and what would it take for you to be aware of all the subtle indications that your dog is in pain or something needs addressed, needs to be addressed or is changing for them. And everywhere you have been unaware, can we destroy and uncreate all that? Times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all night, boy, shorts, ambiance. So I am going to run through, pretty run through, because I've always talked longer than I think I'm going to. Um, where do you take your pet? Okay, you decided something, quote-unquote, is wrong. They appear to be in pain. And where do you go? Everyone raise your hands if you go to the vet, right? I'm going to go with 98% of you go to the vet because that's what we've been trained and in-trained to go do. They will know how to take care of my animal. Um, and the assumption on that is I don't know how to take care of my animal. Everything that is, times again, so can create and straight Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, man. So let's start with this clearing. So what energy, space, and consciousness can you and your body be to have total clarity and ease with all of this for all eternity? And everything that doesn't allow that can we create and destroy it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and man. So this is the general rundown. Your dog is struggling to stand up. 
it's been kind of going on, but it's gotten worse. They actually got stuck on the hardwood floor. Don't know how long they've been down. Um, tried to get them up, and they're not walking real good in the rear. It's a pretty common story. I know it's very traumatic when it happens to you and your animal and everything that is. Can we destroy and uncreate it? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boy shirts again. But unfortunately, it's a pretty common scenario. And you make an appointment, you go into the vet. And they feel up the dog. Um, they may or may not offer x-rays, but they do offer medication. Um, and the different types of medications is you have your NSAIDs, which are your non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. Um, we take Tylenol, ibuprofen, um, aspirin. Those are your NSAIDs that we take. Dogs cannot take ibuprofen, Tylenol. Um, they generally get a Rimadyl, a Galaprant, um, a Duramax, Carprofen, Vetprofen. Those are the usual NSAIDs that are prescribed by veterinarians. Okay. They are just as hard on their liver and kidneys as the NSAIDs are on our liver and kidneys. And there's more and more and more research and studies coming out just how hard it is on our gut biome. So if you already have an animal that has digestive issues, you may want to avoid these medications. Okay. Then there's just the pain meds. And I kind of, they're just kind of called pain meds. Um, there's the, the big ones are tramadol and gabapentin. And gabapentin is the new kid on the block. It is all the rage, at least here in the Denver metro, Colorado, U.S. area. It is um, uh, Lyrica, which is described prescribed for people that have fibromyalgia. So it alters the central nervous system. My interesting point of view is why are we altering the central nervous system? Everything that is times a godzillion can create straight all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, all nine, boy, shorts, man. And when I ask people, is it working? Most of them go, meh. Okay, if, what if we use the medications for information? Meaning, we started gabapentin and the dog is now a little sleepy, but doesn't really appear to be any more comfortable. For what reason would we continue using that medication? That is my question to clients all the time, and they look at me like, oh. <laughs> and then I send them back to their veterinarian. Yes, I realize it was prescribed. Yes, I realize what it's supposed to do, but is it actually doing it? Is it actually making your animal more comfortable? If not, why are we doing it? What else is possible now? Tramadol has kind of gotten pushed aside by the new kid on the block, gabapentin. Tramadol is a morphine derivative, so it works on those receptors in the brain, has very little side effects, has very little effects on the gut, kidneys, and liver, tends to make the animal sleepy, which if they're healing from something, I think is just fine. Um, on a, on my perception of tramadol is if you need a medication, that's not an awful one to choose. Um, so, and then you have your steroids. And I'm actually a huge fan of steroids. They give you a lot of information about what's going on in your animal. And if you have neck pain, my interesting point of view is they need to be on steroids. And if they work, then you have inflammation in that spinal column. And it also means they're responding to um, 
steroid therapy instead of having to do a very extreme surgery. But steroids give you a lot of information. Yes, there are a lot of side effects to them, but your, your animal's generally not on them long-term. Um, three weeks to three months, I don't consider long-term. When you're dealing with healing up pain, inflammation, and stuff in the spinal column that's impacting your nerves to the entire body. Because what it does is it reduces the inflammation on those nerves in the spinal column. It's the only medication that does that. So those are your three big categories, your NSAIDs, your pain meds, and your steroids. Real brief um, overview of those. Look them up on Google. They will tell you all the side effects. They will tell you how they work in the body. Go find some information for yourself on those before just handing. It's a. I love this conversation because, well, I live in Colorado, right? And I was going to get to CBD anyway, but um, CBD here in Colorado is um, marijuana without the THC. So you get all the benefits without the, the psychedelic high. So a lot of people and a lot of animals are taking CBD. That is also a central nervous system alterer, but it does it in the positive. There's um, studies that long-term use with people actually grow brain cells instead of killing them. So how cool is that? So CBD loves the brain, and people are so concerned about CBD and possibly making their animals high, but they will walk out of the vet clinic with three different bottles of clanging pills not knowing what they're giving their animals. What's it going to take for us to be a lot more aware of what we are choosing for our animals and for ourselves? But what's it going to take? Everything that doesn't allow that to occur as if by magic, can we destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pod, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyond. Um, so that's my little PSA on CBD. Um, love it. It supports all the organs, supports the brain, can help with depression, anxiety, aggression, helps with pain, inflammation. It, it's a, it's amazing place to start. It, it can be added in with medications. It's awesome. Unfortunately, because there are no studies, because technically it's still illegal, your veterinarians, the vast majority of them, do not want to discuss it, touch it, or even look at it. So you will have to go outside the box to gather that information. What would it take for you to go get that information and see what else you can choose for your animals? Okay, those are the pain meds. We go to the vet because we know our, pet, our pets in pain or we assume they are. They offer pain meds. They always offer pain meds. And you usually leave with two, if not three, depending on what your animal is um, presenting with. There's also muscle relaxants that they hardly ever hand out. Um, that's another, like, I'll put them under the pain category. Um, there's only one for animals, and that's, uh, I'm blanking on the name, but there is one muscle relaxant. So depending, you may get that one too. Diagnostics. Um, if there is a trauma, they're going to want to take an x-ray. They want to make sure nothing is broken, okay? Um, if your cat falls off a third-story floor under an air conditioning unit, they're going to take an x-ray. They're going to do a neuro exam. If those two things are clear, like nothing's broken, and they're not neurologic, they're quote-unquote fine. Um, I can tell you with almost absolute certainty, quote-unquote, they are not fine. They need some body work. They just fell and hit. Um, things are going to be mildly displaced. There's going to be subluxations from a chiropractic standpoint. There's going to be muscle spasms um, because things are, quote, unquote, under 
out of whack. So they are not, quote unquote, fine. They are fine according to your veterinarian's agenda. So that goes for a lot of other trauma. They get bumped by a car. They fall out of the truck. That You go and get those x-rays and nothing's broken. They are not fine. They are only fine based on your veterinarian's agenda. Um, depending on onset, they may run blood work, they may do an ultrasound, and then you have your pricey diagnostic that they all are loving these days, which is your MRI. And that can tell you a lot of information. Um, I did a show, yes, on December 7th, go back into the archive, when does your dog need a neurologist? And I talk about MRIs in detail and what that actually indicates and what is in store for you and your animals. Go back and if you're facing that or looking at that or something, go back and listen to that show. Um, when does your dog need a neurologist? Um, we have to go to break here in a second, but one thing about ultrasounds. If you need to look in the belly, we need to determine a mass, we need to, you know, we're, we're having, a, you know, you've done chiropractic, we've done all this, the, the leg is still not working like it should, there's still a limp, there's still a something. I love ultrasounds. They are about three, four, five hundred bucks and they give you a massive amount of information. I'm actually a huge fan of ultrasound. It's pretty, they have to shave the dog and the dog has to lay there, but it's pretty easy to do. Some dogs may need to be knocked out just because of their nature, but easy to do. You get tons of information. It's not the thousands of dollars on the price tag of the MRI, but keep that in mind and ask if that's an option with what you're looking at with your animal, if they can do an ultrasound. Actually, I love it. Um, X-rays have been getting a bad rap. You don't get enough information. You can't see the soft tissue. Nope, you can't. But it can rule out a lot of things, and it can give you an indication of what's going on. And that's all X-rays do. I have seen dogs, their spines are completely fused with arthritis, and the dog's like, yeah, that's a little sore. And then I've seen the most beautiful X-rays, beautiful disc space, it's gorgeous, and the dog's laying on the floor, can't move. X-rays are an indication of what's going on. That's all they are. And then what can we change for this animal? Always go to question. Whew, I made it through. How cool is that? Okay, we're going to take our final break, and when we return, we'll wrap it up. Um, we'll take a sneak peek at next week's show. Next week's show, yep, here on Inspired Choices Network. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado, check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's World a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. 
What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Dr. Andy's World with myself, Dr. Andy, on Inspired Choices Network. Again, I invite you to head over to Facebook, find Dr. Andy Harper's page, and sign up for our free membership. And of course, again, I jammed packed the show with too much information. Um, and it's winding down so fast. Um, so today, how do you know if your pet's in pain? So the first segment, if you want to go back and listen, is how do you know and what do you look for? I gave you some signs. Um, some subtle indications that maybe you've been missing on um, what if now we become a lot more aware of whatever animals are communicating with their bodies. Um, where do you take your vet? You can take your pet to the vet. <laughs> um, and we went through pain meds and diagnostics really quick like. And then what else is possibly on pain meds? And I've mentioned it throughout the, sto- without, throughout the show. I'm trying to hurry. I really should stop that. Um, Acupuncture, chiropractic, massage, laser, PEMF is big right now, and you can look up a loop. Um, you could do supplements. What if you don't need pain meds? What if supplements would, it would support the body enough for your animal to give them relief um, and actually support the body? Because when you do prescription meds, you always depress the body. There's always a side effect. There's always um, a depression of the body. There is never any support when you do prescription meds. They are very good at taking care of the signs and symptoms. They are not very good at supporting and uplifting and um, contributing to the body. Supplements could do both. Um, Glucosamine, hyaluronic acid. We talked about CBD briefly. Um, Boswellia, turmeric. Be aware with turmeric that your dog will drink more water. And if you live in a dry climate like I do in Colorado, I'm not sure if the possible dehydration doesn't outweigh the benefits of turmeric. And I know there's anti-inflammatory benefits to it, but it's also very drying to the body. And we're already really dry here. I don't know what your environment is like, but if you live in a dry environment, you might want to look at different supplements than turmeric. Um, There's whole food um, product lines out there like Standard Process. And I'm a huge fan of that. Um, You can look those up. Find a holistic vet that offers Standard Process. Um, and start there instead of starting with medications and diet. Um, two weeks ago, we did, would you feed a horse a steak? Diet. Reduce the carbohydrates, reduce the inflammation, reduce the pain, and allow that body to heal. Diet, diet, number one. Supplements, number two. Three, what else, what else is required here? And don't forget to ask your question. Ask a question. Ask a question. Ask another question. Um, as soon as you decide and conclude, you cannot change the problem. 
How often do I say, the vet says my animal has arthritis? Didn't do any diagnostics, has no idea what it looks like in there because there was no x-rays. Just assumed because of their age and maybe they're a, a little sore when they move, they have arthritis. And everywhere you have bought everything in whatever your vet has said, you just try and uncreate all that times a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyond. So when you have said something and you say the problem is this, you can't change it. You can't change it for yourself and you can't change it for your animal. That's why people would love for me to tell them exactly what's wrong with their animal and give them that diagnosis. That's why I don't diagnose. As soon as you diagnose, you label that problem, how can you change that? Everything I brought up in your world can be destroyed and uncreated all times. A godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyond. And what have you decided is wrong with your animal's body? Everything that is times a godzillion can create and destroy it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyond. So ask your questions. Ask your animal what's going to work here. But as soon as you label it as a problem, as soon as you really, really want to know and get that diagnosis, you can't change it. Everything that is, times a godzillion, can you create and destroy it all, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyonds. And I had so much information here about is your animal a healer. So guess what? That will be another show. <laughs> how cool is that? Um, and exactly how much of our animals are contributing to us and our bodies uh, that is creating change and pain in theirs. So keep an eye out on that. Um, that'll be an upcoming show. How cool is that? Okay, next week. Is it a problem for your pet? We assume what is a problem for us has to be a problem for them. <laughs> um, I had one gal tell me, oh, they, they knocked this tooth out, and oh, I had I, I was rushing around, and I found any vet that could see them that day, and I'm like, was it actually a problem for your animal? And she stopped, looked at the energy, and went, no. I'm like, mm. It was just one of those little itty-bitty front teeth that, yes, maybe you needed to have looked at. But how much do we worry? How much do we panic? How much do we go over the top to prove how much we love our animals without stopping and going, is this actually a problem for them? So this is a show if you worry, who worries about their pets, who runs to the vet every time they decide and conclude something is a problem, and asking your pet, is this actually a problem for them? Um, and what if you asked your pet first and followed the energy skin? What could that change for you and your pet? Um, you, thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show here on Inspired Choices Network. And until next week, how can you follow the energy? Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's World. Dr. Andy will return next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until next time, how different are you willing to be?